0: to this Green Profits podcast. Well, I've had the absolute privilege of speaking at the Crafting a Circular Economy series by Living Smart at the University of the Sunshine Coast, hosted by the incredible Todd Whittekam of VIX.fm. And I'm joined by Jacqueline Wilson-Smith of Sustainable Innovation Co., who's doing amazing work in sustainability. And we speak about sustainability with a focus on the business case, my Green Profits business, clean tech, and all things circular economy. It's supported by the Sunshine Coast Business Women's Network, the Innovation Center, and White House Celebrations. This is a longer podcast. There's lots of great information in there. I only just met Jack on the night, but I think I've found a kindred spirit there. Hope you enjoy.
1: (music) We'd like to begin by acknowledging the traditional owners of the land on which we meet today, the Kabi Kabi people, and pay our respects to Elders past, present and emerging. Hello everybody, happy date night. We call it date night. We're crafting a circular economy. It's a Wednesday night here on the Sunshine Coast and we are at USC, the University of the Sunshine Coast Rise and shine people, that's the slogan, and that's what we're hoping you'll do as we get you involved in our conversations about crafting a circular economy. I've got some very special guests with me on the couch tonight. It's a bit like the Graham Norton show, although we've had a lot of our jokes scrapped so far, and I won't be singing and dancing. But welcome along, we really appreciate your time. If you're joining in for the first time, hopefully tonight we'll give you an insight into what it's all about when we say crafting a circular economy. We'll talk about sustainable innovation, clean tech, and did you know, It's I'm gonna say it's a world first, but it's certainly an Australian first, there is an incredibly large battery here at USC that is going to save $100 million in power bills over the next 25 years. We'll get to all of that and a lot more. Over this series so far, thanks to the Sunshine Coast Council, we've met some amazing local craft brewers, uh, some uh, amazing local fresh farm producers, and some incredible, I keep saying incredible and amazing, but they really are, they're grouse. Can we go with grouse? These Mm -hmm. people are mint, they are champions of crafting a circular economy and sustainability. And two of those people are joining us tonight for Yarn here on the couch live at USC. I have of course with me tonight Jacqueline Wilson-Smith from Sustainable Innovation Co, or as we call it (laughs) SICK. Welcome Jacqueline. And also Megan Carpenter from Green Profits and Megan is also the president of Clean Tech Industries Sunshine Coast. Before we start the conversation, we want you to get involved as well. So there's many ways you can do that. You're watching tonight, please send us your questions. You can comment on Circular Economy Sunshine Coast Facebook page, we are on the Facebook, or of course on the Sunshine Coast Business Women's Network Facebook as well. So hello to the ladies and the gents and welcome. Thanks so much for your support. Um, USC, what a great space for us to be in. And first of all ladies, welcome to your first part of our Circular Economy conversation, how are you?
0: Very good, thanks. Yeah, it's great to be here. Um, wonderful uh, University at Sunshine Coast. And yeah, uh, really excited to be talking about the circular economy.
1: Yeah. Megan, we're going to be talking a lot about clean tech tonight
0: yep, and sorry. how that
1: works mm. in a circular economy. And Jacqueline, welcome to you as well. We've established so far three kids, a dog and a horse. Yes, <laughs> and a husband. That's right. And your <laughs> first car was?
2: a purple. Toyota Corolla 73, purple yeah,
1: people the Purple <laughs> People Leader. So there's a lot to get through tonight, but, uh, but welcome, ladies. As I say, please feel free to join in. Uh, we're going to give you a chance to win an amazing experience, too, just by commenting or liking our, uh, our Facebook page. Sarah Wilson is going to be uh, on the Sunshine Coast on November 12th. She's an incredible business leader. She does amazing things throughout this great nation. So we'll give you a chance to win two tickets to see Willow, says he. Sarah Wilson. Uh, we'll get to that a little bit later on, but please feel free to ask questions. You can begin now if you like. Uh, Megan Carpenter, welcome. Thank let's, you. Let's get to your situation. What brings you here today?
0: Well, I've, um, I've had uh, marketing businesses and website businesses for many years, but I had a massive wake-up call about five years ago, and I joined Cleantech Industry Sunshine Coast. Um, I was actually horrified by what I found out uh, about what's happening in our natural environment. Um, but I've always loved to educate um, business owners and I've also loved uh, finding out about new innovations and and, and things that are happening uh, I've uh, done lots of uh, training programs and uh, I've got a Bachelor of IT but I actually love also being outdoors in nature and so the thought of uh, that being under threat um, by a pollution and, you know, potentially climate change was, yeah, was something that really made me think about what I'm actually doing. So, um, so, yeah, I mean, I do what I do because it's actually Quite hard to be sustainable in business. Uh, it can be costly. It can be time-consuming, and um, you know there's lots of constraints. So, um, I guess I'm a late bloomer to all of this. You know, it's only five what years ago. Well, amazed. I mean, you know, um, I
1: think we all are. Just yeah, Spanish, Megan. and it, and everyone. everyone's
0: mm-hmm. always learning. You know, it and it's that's that's a thing. And and I think if you can just do. Something, one step at a time, no matter how small, then it does make a difference.
1: Well, you're president of, of uh, Clean Tech, but what, tell me about green profits, because what's the situation with that? How does how does that work for people that are going green profits? Is that hundred-dollar notes?
0: Yeah. No, no. <laughs> how does it work? Well, yeah, I guess is yeah the the green money side of things and and uh, the green sustainability side of things. But um, green profits is is my business where I'm uh, looking at. Um, uh, training um, business owners about sustainability in business so uh, yeah uh, i love it i love um, working with um, business owners and and helping them to to be green so yeah. it's as
1: you say it's all about hey you can still make you know a living you can still make money but let's do it in a green way
0: absolutely and and they they coexist and and my philosophy is that it, it doesn't have to be um just green But um, whatever I talk about in my podcast or in in work is it must be profitable as well as sustainable because otherwise there's no business case for it.
1: There seems to be this vibe, isn't there? Um, And we all feel a Mm. bit of guilt, don't we? You know, for us young people in our very late 30s ladies, (laughs) early 40s, we've just had such a great life, haven't we? And and it's only really been in the last 20 years that the environment has become you know, top of mind, and it's being driven a lot by the next couple of generations and our own kids. Um, And we've sort of moved into this line of, okay, I'm starting to feel a bit of guilt now. There's a lot of messages out there. Uh, Apparently it's simple, I just put all of the recycling in one bin and then the food scraps in another thing and then all the chuck out, you know, and we're trying to get that message across. Because it's easy to talk about, but when you're trying to do it practically in every single household. It can be that that nightmare, and look, I'm a recovering Catholic, so I've got enough guilt. But environmental guilt, I need that like Gandhi needs a meat tray. But obviously, you, Jacqueline, at some point have had a, an epiphany and gone, you know what? I'm doing this business over here. But now is the time for me to head into a, a greener pasture, so to speak. What, why is now that moment for you?
2: Yeah, it's a it's a really great question, Todd. Um, for me, um, I had. Have been innovating in food and ag for for many years you know for twenty five years back since the purple people leader and and you know I have a real love for for business and particularly in innovating and creating and I like problem solving so i 've always really loved business and um, and also you know i 'm a country girl i 'm from the sunshine coast I have a, a real love at a personal values level for for nature, um, I love if I can see something green or something blue. You know, I could never live in in the city, but I could live by the sea or are in in the country. And so for me, there was always this slightly incongruous sort of uh, position where I was always in in business, making making money for businesses, which is great. Nothing nothing against that at all. You need to have sustainable economics, you know, to be viable. But there was this sort of point where. Um, you, you know, I, I want to really do something that that um, sticks with my personal values and, and nature has been a really important part of that. So for me this I had this turning point, it was a few years ago I was actually sitting in Noosa at a TEDx talk and I was listening to the Pali example where Adidas were taking, I'm not wearing the, these at the moment, but you can get Adidas shoes that are made out of plastics from the ocean and I was sitting there going wow, this is really amazing, this is business having a a real impact and I realised that I could do a lot as an individual, as a consumer, you know, to make sure I make good choices about the packaging that I buy or, you know, the food that I purchase and the, you know, what I do with the weeds on my property, you know, making sure that I look after my soil and my sort of sphere of influence, you know, as an individual. But when I saw this inspirational case study, and I think all of us love these case studies, I realised that actually as a business person, I could have much more impact if I could combine my, you know, passion for innovating and marketing and with uh, a passion for sustainability uh, I If I could put those two things together, I could actually have much greater impact. And I feel that's the exciting space for me, is to be able to um, really influence businesses. And, you know, the larger the better, because that's where you can really have big impact Um, And so that's when I, that's why I decided to leave the corporate world and security of everything in the corporate world to start up my own business called the Sustainable Innovation Company. And we've been going for just about a year now and there's six of us dotted around the world and they're all just people like me as in we're all women and uh, we are all ex-corporates and we are all wanting to really create that change and particularly by finding individuals who can create the change within the businesses
1: it's amazing when you say that because you, we talk about the catalyst for yeah. change and call it, SICK, Sunshine Coast Innovation Co, SICK, um, <laughs> when you say there are other people as you here on the sunny coast yep. and then other people around the world, where, mm-hmm. where have you got these people? Have you yeah. able to reveal or is yeah, it, sure, it absolutely. It's not Jason Bourne, it's not sort of, you know, secret squirrel? Or?
2: No, I could, okay, so picture this, so um, on the Sunshine Coast, so it's a sustainable innovation company, we are in a paddock in Iowa Val, so it's out the back of your Monday, heading out to Kenilworth and um, there's a tin shed. We've painted it black and um, it's full of uh, upcycled furniture. And uh, so we've sort of recycled everything. We've got uh, solar panels on the roof. A lot, you know, we're trying to keep it as open as possible, you know, and uh, so there's three ladies in there. So I'm one of them. And um, there's Briley Cleland and she's a, a purpose-led marketeer. And um, we've also got Emma Court, and she's like a user experience, so a digital tech thing. She happens to live over the hills, so she can even ride a horse there if she wants. <laughs> and um, so that's the Sunny Coast team. And then we've got Shafali Chachi, who's just outside of New Delhi in India, and she's a marketeer. Well, that's cool. And and she also was ex-corporate, so we've worked together for many years in, um, you know, working in international projects. And then we've got our our elder. She calls us all our little ducklings, so she's a much more experienced lady than myself. And she's an expert in learning and development and and executive coaching and has a real specialism in females. And so she's in um, Virginia, in the States, and then our our sixth lady is in a on an Angora goat farm in <laughs> Wales. And so she was ex-corporate, she's actually from Baltimore and, and was in um, Guinea in West Africa working for the Peace Corps and was evacuated because of COVID. So she's now and because of COVID, we are we remotely all work together we use all the different tools and,
1: and It's like so an eclectic band of environmental warriors. It's fun, it's so much fun. It's like, so you, it's like fun. you have brought, you're Sylvester Stallone in the movie Expendables yeah. and you brought in Arnold Schwarzenegger and Steven Seagal and Bruce Willis and... Yeah, but it's,
2: so, it's so much fun because we all connect and be, you know we connect on teams and we collaborate on documents and, on Microsoft Teams. Even, even tonight before I arrived, Briley um, was having a chat about on, on Teams with Shefali, and she's in India, and, and I said, oh, should I wear this dress or this dress? I had a different dress, and I, mm-hmm. it was a floral dress. And she said, no, 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 too farmy, too farmy. And I said, oh, but it's a vintage 1950s upcycled dress. It's got a story. And she said, no, 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 we're the, we're the black one, you know, like... So it's crafting
1: it's, a circular economy, exa- this exa- Exactly. <laughs> so,
2: anyway, I've got the story out anyway. But, um, so, it's, you know, we're... We're have, being able to have little chats like that, and yeah, you know, it's great.
1: Yeah. Clean I'm tech just... industry, Sunshine Coast, Megan Carpenter. Tell us all about that. Give us the drum on that. Uh, what, how do Sunshine Coast businesses get involved with clean tech? Because you this isn't a new, new thing, but it's something that you're very passionate about, and you have done a very similar thing uh, to Jackie, and that you've just gone, you know what? I'm done with that part of my nope. life. I've got an opportunity, and the contacts I've made to make a difference because that's absolutely. the big thing for a lot of us we can have mm. the conversations but we also need to help lead people to make their own little changes and that's yeah. the, we're talking about the catalyst yeah. for change that can then steamroll into bigger things yeah. snowball
0: absolutely and I've only met Jack tonight but we're we're so aligned on so many levels yeah. so it's fantastic but um clean tech industry sunshine coast is is an eco business hub so for um, sustainable, clean-tech type uh, businesses, uh, they can. It's, it's like a Chambers of Commerce for eco-businesses. So um, it's probably best explained with the sectors, so we have a circular economy sector, used to be waste management, now it's circular economy. It's uh, such a nicer title. It's so much better. <laughs> uh, and clean energy, uh, the building design and uh, the water management, but there's the new sectors of clean tech transport and also um, the sustainable business. But of course, hot on the heels is hydrogen coming up as well. Yes. So um, we, we provide our members with news and information and opportunities to network, etc. We also have connections with government. So we, we um, represent the industry um, here on the Sunshine Coast and, and in Queensland.
1: Yeah. So it's a little bit like if you joined a wine club or a beer lovers club for example and you know you might meet once a month or you receive the newsletter it's that similar thing isn't That's it right. where it's people who have a passion yeah. for environment and That's green, right. yep. so you've got green profits on one side where you're helping businesses understand. Yep. Then you're inviting them into the the clean tech arena. Absolutely,
0: absolutely. And and I'd love to encourage everyone to jump on our website um, for clean tech and, and support our local businesses because they're they're the ones that are out there doing the right thing and they're they're um, they're clean tech businesses. I mean, a um, great example is Planet Ark Power who have Australia-wide, but um, we've got my vice president, Will Waters, is here on the Sunshine Coast, and they've literally just won this, uh, announced this uh, contract with the IKEA stores, that they're making um, a whole solar um, microgrid on the IKEA stores in Australia, which is unbelievable. (laughs) So, uh, you know, there's some, some great... Great stories there, but we've got um, members like Rock Coat uh, legends here on the Sunshine Coast, and you know there's, there's lots of environmental consultants that that can help people um, with any sort of sustainability question in their business or, or in the environment. And uh, so, yeah, we've got smaller businesses and the larger businesses as well.
1: And what, is, like obviously, what you talk about too is profits and benefits. So. You can still make money and run your business, but if you do it this way and you go greener, you know, or even just dip your tongue in the water for a little bit of green, there are also a heap of benefits, not only for your conscience, obviously, Mm. but you can still make money, that's the message, isn't it? Absolutely. Because that's what people worry about is, how much is this going to cost me? What do I have to do here? It's like when you're talking to farmers in South Johnson in tropical North Queensland, you know, around Innisfail, and they're like, well, I'd like to help out with biosecurity, but can I afford it? Well, yeah, Mm. you actually can, but it's just about Mm. expressing to people, in real layman's terms, how easy it is. It's not the easiest journey, but it's also not that hard,
0: right? No, well, that's right. And th- but there are constraints, and uh, there's um, there's time constraints wh- around um, getting involved. You know, people might think that it's um, that it's the uh, the cost involved. You know, there might be uh, if, if you're looking at cost. say, uh, the shorter term cost might be more, but the longer term cost uh, might be. The cost-benefit is there, so there's there's issues around um, getting the understanding around the, the timing and the costs, etc. Issues, uh, I guess, um, uh, maybe staff, may be unempowered or or unengaged, that sort of thing. But one of the one of the things really that that people see as an issue uh, is, is is lack of understanding. Yes. And and one of the things is um, as a good example is when you're talking about global. Uh, temperature versus the weather temperature, and so the global temperature. You may have heard, you know, talking about the the global warming, 1.5 degrees. Uh, we don't want the the Earth's uh, global temperature to to warm more than 1.5 degrees because otherwise it's devastating for uh, biodiversity and and the Earth's systems.
1: Well, we've already seen yeah. the damage, so far, and we've yeah.
0: and it's already starting to happen. So, but the weather temperature is totally different. So uh, this. The weather can change, uh, you know, like, okay, wh- what's a good degrees, you know, we're on the, on the sunshine curves, what's a nice balmy day? Oh,
1: Jack, what are you, oh, 26, 27 28, 27, 28
0: degrees? 28 degrees, yeah. So the weather could change um, up to 30 degrees and you probably wouldn't, wouldn't notice much, you know, uh, so... Well, I'm
1: originally, I'm, I'm more grey than ginger now, I'm what they call a gringer. But as a former ginger, I do notice that it rises. You do. The you would notice. Okay. I've just gone from pale blue to this colour coming out of winter into spring on the sunny coast. Well, there you go. So, but, but I know what you're saying.
0: Yeah, yeah. And so the the weather the can change ten degrees, twenty degrees, and it there's, there's no harm done. But when you're looking at the global temperature, if that changes one or two degrees, that's a, a major, major um, impact on the earth. Uh, and so this is where the the lack of understanding is and and you know i'm I'm here to to help people understand that but as as far as business goes there, there needs to be a business case for it
1: yeah and jacqueline so why is a circular economy important do you think and what are some of those little nasty barriers that are stopping some businesses going full tilt and, and getting involved
2: okay well i think a circular economy is important because a linear economy is just unsustainable. I think it, it's just a no-brainer. There's no complexity to it at all. It's just that we can't go on and on with a system that is broken, that we're just going to run out of stuff. And we're depleting our planet. Um, it's not good. It's not good for our soils. It's not good for our air. It's not good for water. It's, we're, it's not sustainable long-term. So I, I don't really look at it in a complicated way, I th- mm. just think we can't do this forever, so we have to systemically
1: change. It's so one of those things of, when we were just discussing then, can we afford to do this, can we afford not to? It's that, it's yeah. that whole thing. We, we just it's can't just a matter of
2: time. So I think that, you know, you can do it for a while, longer, but eventually we're going run, We're running out, so we can't just keep on using our non-renewable resources because they will run out. So we've got to find... And the sooner we find ways of of uh, commercialising it, finding really strong business cases, um, then, y- you know, it it's just going to be better for... But it's not just for the planet. It's it's better for people, societies. It's it's, mu- it's much more all-encompassing than that. Well, we're sick of it so, we've ever
1: been, don't you think? We're, we're, you know, we're, we're just not... The, the planet's not well, and I don't think we're... We're no, that world.
2: you know, I've, I think many people are talking about the latest David Attenborough um, documentary. If you haven't seen it, well, I if you think want to enjoy and
1: some guilt, and it's from David Attenborough as well. And when he talks, you'll feel the guilt.
2: <laughs> I know, but I think what it, what I love about it is he's he's getting it into the mainstream, and you know, he's ninety three, and he's talking about like you know we've we've got to do something about this, and you know, so so that's that that's sort of off a tangent. Um, But, you know, why why does circular economy matter as well? And, you know, what can we do about it? I think that from a business case point of view, I love the framework and the business models that circular economy offers. So there are about five business models. So as an innovator, which is what I do, I help, you know, businesses and individuals. How can they innovate better? How can they create better things and, and make things better? You know, so... How can you do that so if you use those business models as a bit of a springboard i think it really opens up people's minds that it's more than just uh you waste you know it's it's so there are five models so let let me test me put me to the test and see if i can remember them all that. right model number
1: one thank you lady. okay so circularity <laughs>
2: okay let's see if i can get them right so circularity is the first one keeping things into circularity so if it's glass for instance you know that instead of it you, you want to get the, get the glass back so you can keep it in, in circularity. Or you could also be looking at um, using renewable materials that can be... So, having um, seaweed as a packaging, for instance. So, I work with a lot of food companies. So, if they're using flexible packaging, which is plastic, there's not great systems for getting that back. There are some, but it, they're, they're constrained and a lot of that packaging goes... Waste to waste, so using seaweed would would be an example. So the other one, the next one, so that was one. That so was number yes. that was no, number two is having having systems where you can um, where you can dis, disassemble really easily, so that you can have resource recovery. Is called the business model. So if you think about that, it doesn't matter what it is like. You know, I'm just looking around. You know, again, if we use this this bottle as an example, so that. Um, if you were to get out, you, you want to have the glass separate from the metal parts. And so when you're designing it in the first place as an innovator, a designer, you design it so that you can disassemble it. Like, just even looking at your glasses, you know, if you were to pull them apart so that we could reuse... I
1: probably couldn't
2: see as well. Yeah, well, exactly. Well, you know, <laughs> yes. We were talking about our old cars before. Like, what's ever happened to those old cars? Like, just imagine your first car. Like, everybody, you know, people in the audience what's ever happened to
1: it you know do you, and do you think as cars like you know we've gone into the car industry and a, and a little bit you know off well, it's not really off topic is it I mean it's you know it's yep. I know what you're talking about yeah um, when it comes to cars in the old days they were really quite simple weren't they don't you reckon cars would become a lot more complicated I've never built one myself but I'm pretty sure the first holden the very first holden way back when was just four wheels a steering wheel and an ash I think that was kind of, you know, and that was... And then they built around that. We have a lot more things that, you know, we, we obviously use used uh, loads we're blend- energy to produce the cars.
2: That's right. And when we're blending materials all the time, that makes it harder for disassembly. So as an innovator, you want to try and keep things so that you can pull them apart easily so that you can reassemble it. And so designing in the first place is an innovator. And this applies to absolutely everything. You know, I, I specialise in food and ag, but... Um, you can apply these principles to absolutely everything. So then the next one, so I've got two. So the next one is um, extending the life of things. So a little bit like cars, like making things. If you are going to make things, perhaps make things to last rather than be disposable. So if you really, really robust so that we can use it lots and lots and lots of times. So as an example, um, there's new... New packaging companies coming out, and they're particularly being driven in the states. There's a great one where I'm I'm having chats with them called Loop, L-W-O-P, where they're creating um, packaging for food that can be reused over and over and over and over and over again, so that you know it's going to be really easy to keep clean, and you can put. It's not just for food too; you could be for washing materials, absolutely everything. Or you could think about, you know, even um, cleaning equipment and stuff like that that if it was built more robust you don't need to replace it so you can so if you have it easy to disassemble then when you have it it can last for longer so that's one
1: it, it, you know what it reminds me of immediately and i reckon megan will be across this as well jack is my mum and dad who are in their 80s now always say to me oh they don't make them like they used to <laughs> well we actually need to bloody start making them like they used to that's what you're <laughs> saying easy to pull apart Robust, you know, using sustainable gear, and I mean, you know. So you
2: can have a model. Multi- I love it. Yeah. You know, um, there are clothing stores in the in the UK at the moment where you can buy a jacket for your for your kids, but it will have like this jacket belong to, and it'll have a big long list of names on it, like 10, 10 different names, so that you know you can be the first one, but then you can put the next name in it. So they're actually made. They're really expensive, but they're made beautifully so that we can, that they can be handed down with pride. Yeah,
1: that's fantastic. You
2: know, isn't it? I know. It's like. I so cool. used to just
1: have Damien Yelverton on it because I all my, <laughs> my cousin Damien's hand me downs and some of my cousin Victoria's hand me downs too, which is, that's a different story altogether. The 80s, wasn't it crazy growing up there? So that's four.
2: Uh, no, I've got, the, okay, the, then no, the fourth, up. so the fourth one is uh, sharing. Sharing economy. So I love you know working in food and ag. I love I love it when you know why should why should a farmer buy a tractor when a whole heap of farmers can buy a tractor and share it, or you know if it's a processing facility, you know I, I know a guy who's just bought a, this amazing mango um, mango detect um, detecting waste detecting um, machine. And he said, "But I only need it for a certain time of the year." And he said, "But the great thing is, you can use it for tomatoes and capsicums and and all these other fruit and vegetables in different different times of the year." I just Multiple need years, to I just need to find some collaborators who can use it for the other times of the year. So sharing, and then the last one, which is actually one of my favorites, is the shift uh, from having products that we own to products as a service so we're just looking at you know we're here in the studio and we're looking at these lights right now so this is a great example um there are uh, light light bulb manufacturers i think it's phillips i'm not sure but instead of selling the light bulb because light bulbs have been designed to not last you know they you can actually design a light bulb that can last for years and years and years and years and years, but they've been designed to be disposable so that we keep on going back and buying more and more and more of them but if if the light companies stopped selling light bulbs and instead sold light you can just see that you can put all those circular economy principles absolutely into you'd make it last you'd make it because you're you're renting the light you're selling the light so and you can do that for anything you know i've but, yeah, I could keep on
1: going. Well, I love I love all the points you've made. You got through the five points, so congratulations on your success. <laughs> you smell terrific, Golf clap. Um, and I think Megan's got some points we're going to get through
0: as well. It's, it's funny uh, it, uh, we have, we, had, we didn't compare notes, but we've I've mm. got five
1: points, <laughs> <laughs> and so. they would be very similar though because you're both They're similar, very yeah. And again, yeah. women running the running the world, leading yeah. leading the drive. <laughs> but that's what we're all about these days, bikes. We've had our time, and we probably haven't done that. Good. Uh, We're good at drinking beer and talking Um, footy. I I was going to say I love the fourth one that you mentioned of just having a a communal because people are moving towards that. So there might be one tractor or there might be one plough or I'm trying to say to my next-door neighbour, Murray, mate, you've got the only jet ski in the street, so how about I just follow yours? (laughs) And You know what I mean? Like, Why would we all have jet skis? Do you think he should loan that to me and can I use that... Absolutely. A, a bit of a way to get in there and get his jet ski this weekend.
2: Absolutely, but it, well, there is a there is an interesting business model though in here. You know, he could he could set it up, you know, jet ski sharing platform or yep. you know, and so and that's where I think the business case comes in. And and as an innovator and a marketer and and a collaborator, for me, I find this stuff really inspiring because it's a framework to help organizations and individuals think creatively about the business opportunities that circularity can bring and it's just so so much more than just environment you know that's an important part that's like why of course we have to do this but there's a really solid business case a lot of creativity and a lot of fun if we can really get behind these principles
1: well, and that's what we were talking about before Megan with uh, profits yes. and benefits you know you, yeah. you and then that's all, also about you know the, the whole green profits you know you can make money you are making money this way but it's kind of hurting mother earth a little bit and the kids are guilting us out mm. and so it's a little <laughs> bit how's your father yeah. how about we make this shift and again we go back to the catalyst for change what um, what can people do how do people get involved with you directly with clean tech or with green profits megan
0: well i i like to use a five-step methodology and basically the first step is to embrace it so um they need to embrace the culture embrace wanting to change and um just get an understanding get some um training behind them
1: because that can be the hardest thing is yeah, the first step of the first we're step doing what now what now what yeah yeah
0: yeah so so change is hard i mean you know we've we've had to change a lot in the last eight months but um uh then then we look at um, savings, so what can you save in your business? Uh, what are the things, what are the products and services that you can use in your business that are better for your business, that, that um, you can save on? And then we look at what you're going to sell and, and what are your products and, and services. We look at your product suite because um, profit is not only about selling, it's about uh, reducing costs as well. So. With um, your product suite, what can you can you introduce a new sustainable product or service, or can you tweak your product as, as, and services um, to be more sustainable? But not only looking at the the products and services, it's um, looking at the supply chain and looking at the delivery. So it's going right through from where the product started to um, being in the customer's hands. Um, so it's, it's really important to look at that whole process. So then the fourth step is um, the fourth uh, in, in the process is to systemize. And I love a good system. Um, I think that systems breed freedom. It, you have a good system working for you, and then then it works. It's a bit like um, positive parenting. Okay, you've you've got a, a, a child that's um, playing up bad behavior. You don't say the child's bad. You say the behavior bad, right? In positive. Same with, um, you know, a system that's not working. You know, if you've got a team member, that's, um, you know, that's, you don't say the team members bad. You say this, the system's not working. Let's change the system. So I think, um, if you have a good system that it, um, it enables you to, uh, be better off uh, with with sustainability. So um, everything must be sustainable and profitable, or potentially profitable. So there's this this key point of it's no use um, introducing sustainability for the sake of it if the business case is not there. And, and we've talked a lot about that tonight. So so really the the final um, thing that we look at is once all these things are in place, then um, you're looking at attracting. So you attract more customers or you may even tap into a new um, market with, with sustainability uh, or, or a circular economy. And you could also attract the right staff. So you naturally attract those and even potential investors as well. Um, So, of course, all of the good things that you do, you put it into your marketing, you tell people, this is what we're doing for the circular economy, this is what we're doing for sustainability, you tell people about it, and that will attract the people um, that that align with your values. Um, So, but the key, I think, in all of this is to not do everything at once. You really have to do things step by step, one at a time. And what I've done in the last couple of years is I, I do little... Projects, sustainable projects for myself. Right, a couple of years ago, I um, changed to a pescatarian diet, so you know, have fish and seafood. I'm gluten free and dairy free, and I mean, there was food intolerances, um, uh, but it, there was a sustainability factor as well. I mean, it's fantastic to eat a lot more plant-based things, but. But changing my diet uh, so much actually opened up a whole new world, and there's just such amazing plant-based food out there, and it's delicious. I mean, I love vegetables, but um, there's there's so much uh, good th- things uh, to eat. But it it takes time. It takes time to go through the process of well, oh, what's tempeh, and you know how, how do I go through this, and uh, so. You know, but I couldn't give up my little prawns. I mean, seriously. like oh, of course.
1: Absolutely. <laughs> yeah, you, you're sort so. of saying I'm a vegetarian and I go, oh, you're actually a fisher crit. Yeah. Uh, but you, <laughs> yeah. They've now got a word for it and yeah. it is pescatarian. pescatarian or as yeah. I call my sister, pesky pescatarian, Because she's very pesky.
0: Yes, That's what yeah. it's about. But I know what yeah. you're saying.
1: So you yeah. made that personal change yeah. in your own life, likening tex- it to a business, making a change... For the better, that's you know, Absolutely. feel
0: good business model. Yeah, yeah. Become green. and and do like, another project. I had like, this year's project is I'm not buying any new clothes, so like a no clo- no new clothes for the whole year. So, but once you you commit to it, it's it's fine, you know. Um, but I'm, oh, I'm just walking past all the beautiful new clothes in the shops. I'm going, no, I'm committed. I'm <laughs> not buying any new clothes. Uh, doesn't include shoes and jewelry though.
1: Oh, of course. No. Yeah, it's yeah, a, no. a little bit secret, that, like little exception there. I have no new clothes except handbags, jewellery, shoes, yeah. anything else.
0: No, no. Yeah, but um, yeah, but I guess the point is, you know, be kind to yourself. Do, um, do things one one thing at a time, and um, because you make one change, and it has a flow on effect, uh, you know, and and. People have to get used to it you need the time to actually embed things um, and when you're looking at in putting these changes into your business it's um people just have to get their head around it and they also have to go with you as far as your values go um, if you're the business owner then you have to instill that in your staff um, so there's a there's a whole range of things that you need to go through but um, but yeah I I love it, and um, to see the, to see um, people getting it is, is what, what um, is really satisfying for me. Yeah. Well,
1: what you're saying is too, uh, and you've both done this really well, is surrounding yourself in your business or in your daily life with just like-minded people. Yeah. And this is what the Crafting the Circular Economy conversation series is about because a lot of my mates have gone, what are you doing on the telly once a month on a Wednesday and what's going on with it? what's the crafting a circular economy? You did one thing in a brewery and I said well that's because you know local brewers, mm-hmm. um, food producers, they're all about crafting that circular economy and we've been through this a lot. Uh, many of the breweries just in their own little area mm-hmm. so for example it might be your mates mm-hmm. at Warana or Brew in Mullaney they've got relationships with local producers mm-hmm. uh, and farmers uh, and for example, nothing goes to waste, so yeah. when you're brewing beer or whatever it might be, but in particular beer you have spent grain, so farmers come along, they collect the spent grain, uh, they can use that with their crops or feed their livestock, mm. and obviously we all know what happens down the line, mm. and you might come back with a Larry Pale Ale infused t bone. But, <laughs> but that's all part of yeah. crafting yeah. that circular yeah. economy and it's, it's not just about you know business and sustainability, it can be as you say, food production. Um, I love what both of you ladies are doing, and in particular, Jack, you've talked about the contacts you've made on a global basis. So, what can you tell us about uh, the crafting of a circular economy for you globally, with the different peeps you've got, and also at the setup you've got at Eirwa Vale, which I think I'm on a senior shed from the top of Mount Eirwa Vale. Oh! But I was crying at the time, and it was yeah. I, have you ever climbed that? That's it's a, fruit, very high. I think high you're high around climb. that area. Yeah, <laughs> yeah.
2: I'm just it's. That's my view, looking at Yeah, up. you were describing it yeah, like 20 yeah. minutes ago,
1: and I'm like, I
2: think I've yeah. seen that place. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, so what's, what's happening globally? Well, it's really interesting that you talk about um, beer um, because I think... Uh, what is starting? What I'm starting to see a lot of, particularly in the ag tech space, is so much more around the whole sort of vertical farm systems, the ag tech systems, and um, there's a huge shift because of COVID as well. Because we're all starting to get so concerned about our supply chains and our food security, and globally, that, that this is a concern that we're having like around the world that people are mm. worried about. Well. Yeah. how how are we going to get our fresh green leafy vegetables and so starting to see some amazing tech that's coming out that will be so much more um, gentler on the environment um, because it doesn't deplete soil, it doesn't use too much um, uh, water and beer comes into it because in fact just down the road from me in North Arm, you've, you've, I'm sure Torella. you, Torella. Torella Brewing Company. I love this setup, and I love their setup because they're right with the, they've got the vertical farm system, they've got the Torella uh, brewery. So I love this that the vertical farm system is exactly one of the one of the sort of examples of the shift from regenerative farming, which is where we're thinking, oh, that's where we need to be, that sort of Horizon two, but Horizon three. Is actually sustainable food systems that don't that could be popped up anywhere. It doesn't matter what the climate is, you can then put all your land back to back to nature. You can you know plant mm. out biodiversity, and you can use the solar for your energy. Um, you can you know create amazing nutritious food in in new ways like this. But beer comes into it because. What Torella and the vertical farm system are planning on doing—I don't think they've done it yet—but plants need uh, carbon dioxide, and a byproduct of producing beer is. is carbon dioxide. So, if you were to pump the carbon dioxide into those plant, into those climate cells, you actually can reduce the energy that's required to grow the plants, and the plants will grow faster. It would be very deadly if you opened up the door. But um, it would... So you can have this amazing sort of circular system plus an, a byproduct of those climate cells is distilled water, which is exactly what you need when you're making beer.
1: Absolutely, So everybody.
2: this is definitely... Globally, this is a really exciting space, and I think this is an exciting space for the Sunshine Coast, where we all are, to be sort of driving these... Shifting from selling um, things and products into selling systems of the future that are circular systems. And I just think beer and green leafy herbs and vegetables. And that marriage is a really good combination.
1: You mentioned uh, yeast, wheat, uh, hops, Megan, all these things that go together to make beer. They're all plants and therefore, as we've said before, uh, as we've had this conversation, they're all plants. They're all plant ingredients. Peary salad. Um, It's as simple as that.
2: Yeah, but it's also, it's shifting (laughs) towards, in what we're starting to see very much globally, though, is a a shift from shortening our supply chains. So, you know, I know as Australians, we're always thinking of ourselves as exporters, and we should be, but instead of exporters of so much things all the time, we should be thinking about how can we export these amazing new systems. And so I think that's a really, really strong... Um, you know corner there will be the corner brewery and farm all lumped in together in every street corner you know you can just imagine things like that in the future so I think that's a, lot of people a really have interesting taken space. from what
1: you've just said in the last couple of minutes as beer will save the world it's one of god's <laughs> greatest creations that and bacon obviously um, a question that's come in and don't forget you can get some questions in before we wrap things up giving you a chance to go and see sarah wilson as well she's uh she's an incredible business lady is she that I don't do sugar anymore? Is that, is that Willow? Yeah, incredible business lady. You've got some great tips not only for your business and for profitability and sustainability, but also for your personal health. Uh, we've got two tickets to give away. So get a couple of questions coming in. One from Michelle here uh, for, for you, Megan. Megan, how do people connect more with the clean tech industry's eco-hub? Uh, as an eco-business or a a customer? How do they get a hold of you? And do you have, is there a membership? How does it it work? We've we've covered it a little bit.
0: Yeah, so so the web address is uh, cleantechsunshinecoast.org.au and it's $99 a year, it's like of beers a week <laughs> a month uh you know it is it's not a huge cost but um that's that's the membership to to join so uh you can join online very very simply yeah
1: and you've just got great advice and great guidance no, no. for people who want to take that that first step or maybe they've yeah. taken a couple of steps and they're in limbo they're not sure uh green profits and uh clean tech can help out
0: absolutely yes yeah and um you know there's just so much support around uh for, for the circular economy, and you know, there's, there's all of the business groups. There's the, um, there's not only clean tech industry, Sunshine Coast. There's the food and Agribusiness network. There's um, you know the Sunshine Coast Business Women's Network. So many like the chambers, um, but the. The point is that the people have to um, get involved. Like there's, there's a lot of support out there, but the businesses have to actually make it happen. And this is what I love about the uh, Aspire program. Um, you know, the, that's a huge um, boost for the Sunshine Coast, uh, for the circular economy. It, but it's only as good as as businesses make it. So it comes back to, this is a great platform, but we've got to jump on there and we've got to register and on the Aspire platform and... And, uh, yeah, make it happen.
1: Well, you're talking about, uh, that's our mate Camo with the Aspire online marketplace, yeah. which in his own words, he describes as the Tinder for waste. But, you know, <laughs> that's, that's getting people together to go, well, I've been chucking this out, but I reckon, do you think you might could, be able yeah. to use it? And then suddenly, Some, you know, you're getting yeah. sneakers. You know, kicks, brand new kicks made out of plastics, that's that kind of vibe. Um, There's a question too, Jack, for you from Sustainable Innovation Co. Sick! Um, (laughs) It says here, Jack, what opportunities are you developing or working on for people to connect or learn more about SICK, but also Sustainable Innovation, um, and to make their businesses, you know, get involved and... I actually can't read the last little bit. It's, it's been badly <laughs> sure. scribbled. Um, but it, it, it is, anyway, bottom line is, what are you doing?
2: Yeah, sure. Sure. Um, well, we're doing we're doing something for individuals actually. So of, of course we we work with um, businesses on a one to one you know basis. But we're doing something for individuals, and it's called Sprung.
1: This is your special word.
2: Yeah. So it was Sprung. So and Sprung is about. It's a sustainable innovation leadership program. To help individuals use the United Nations Sustainable Development Goals, so the SDGs, and also the principles of circularity, so to use those things as a springboard for how to innovate better. And it's all about connecting with your values. It's about it's about um, using using these principles as ways of catalyst for ideas and so we work with the individuals and we help them become influencers so influencers in their communities in the teams that they work in and and also you know in organizations so if they come from large organizations we help them do that so um, we've already done um i'm one of the co-founders of fan actually so we've worked really closely yeah. with the food and agribusiness network so we've worked with some of the smes through there 19 of them and they've been our first cohort. And early in the new year, we'll be working with the Sunshine Coast Business Women's Network. Who are
1: absolute rippers, by the way.
2: Absolutely. I'm, 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 I'm a member of both of those networks. <laughs> and we're also really excited to be, um, we're partnering with the Earth Tech guys who are based out of the Perigian Digital Hub. And we're working on the Together in Action launch. And we, so the Sprung Girls, so all of us from India, US, UK, and the Sunshine Coast uh, we're going to be delivering the the learning aspect um, which is sprung and uh, for Together in Action that will be a global program and we're doing that as a pay what you can model so we're being really brave and putting it out there so we've got a recommended price of 125 dollars for like an individual particularly if you're a corporate um, but we're putting this out to people in developing parts of the world, so we wanted to look at the SDG um, of reducing inequalities. So. If you if you haven't got the money you can pay a dollar and you're in and if you've got lots and lots of money then you can pay more and then that it's a, it's all part of a social enterprise it and you're paying it forward yeah and it helps helps bring in more you know, entrepreneurs into the venture it's a venture studio to, to help young entrepreneurs in particular um, bring about sustainable innovations into the world and it's a global program.
1: See, there's so many of us here that are coasties, that are sunshine coasters, who... I mentioned that you think you just said then about uh, the Peridgian Hub, and I'm yeah. going, The what What now? I, like, I... <laughs> I don't even know about that so there's so much that we can learn and i love your whole idea of a sustainable innovation influencer it's a little bit like being an instagram influencer except with a purpose (laughs) all right but the togs do really look good on you um i want to show a really quick video i got blown away today and i didn't even know i came in to meet my mate dr phil he's actually a doctor he's got a phd is it futurism Chaz, is that the... He's a futurist. Um, but he's a great guy, Phil, and he's going to be part of the, uh, the, the series that we're putting up across yeah. this weekend uh, as part of the Sunshine Coast Open Home, SCO, if you like. Um, but Phil's an amazing guy, and he talks a lot about regenerative, regenerative design.
0: Mm-hmm. I knew
1: would stumble over that word. <laughs> and what we're talking about, the sustainability of, well, if we're taking that out, we've got to put back in. Yeah. He's also what you ladies are saying. It's not just about taking it out and putting it back in. It's taking it out and putting so much more back in and keeping that regeneration. Um, but, yeah, he's he is an amazing guy, and I came here to film a couple of things with him today. And then my mate, um, Shaz, and my other friend Renee have gone, hey, you know what we've got to do? We've got to show you the ginormous battery. There's a huge battery. You might not have seen it coming in in the dark. I'm going to call it a world first, but it's certainly an Australian first. And it's huge here on the Sunshine Coast and I'll read to you Mm -hmm. it's a 6,000 plus solar panel powered thermal energy storage tank it's 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 a battery (laughs) we'd like to hit play and show you this video because it's here at USC it is now and it's amazing. Mm -hmm. Universities have a large energy footprint and the University of the Sunshine Coast wanted to tackle that and reduce that expense and also look at leading environmental sustainability. USC is the first in the country to implement a
2: thermal energy storage battery that is powered by renewables.
1: The project came about as a result of USC's desire to be carbon neutral and the development of that carbon management plan. We worked collaboratively with the university to develop a new concept for storage of the renewables energy. We believe that this system will reduce as much as 40 percent of our energy usage and that obviously is a substantial amount of the university's overall carbon emissions footprint. To me this is an opportunity for our university to uh, have a leadership role uh, in sustainability for the entire region. This is uncharted territory for both USC and Veolia in the, the Australian landscape in universities. USC is paving the way for that new new business model in, in renewals and zero emissions. We can really see that the university is practicing what it preaches. It's actually you know, making the change that uh, we've been advocating for in the, in the wider world for some time, so it's very exciting.
2: And I can see walking around the university and liaising with students and staff that everyone is really, really proud of this project.
1: It's very exciting because I think we have the opportunity to teach the younger generation within the university environment that the environmental challenges faced by the planet can be solved. I don't University. know if this would be a good business model, but I'm thinking about selling tickets for you to come and suss that out. You can see it here. I'm not saying we make it into an amusement park, but it's thermal energy and it's incredible. It's right here in our own backyard at the University of the Sunshine Coast, Rise and Shine, USC. It is amazing and it's the way of the future. Uh, I didn't hear all the audio in that but I'm pretty sure they would have told you. The plan is save $100 million on power bills over the next 25 years. I'm sure there's a power company that's not gonna be happy about that. But Mother Earth is loving it, (laughs) loving it sick. Um, Our guests tonight for Crafting a Circular Economy, of course, have been Megan Carpenter and Jacqueline Wilson-Smith. Now, Megan, before we go, uh, we wanna thank you for your time. You've got an amazing podcast that people can download and have a listen to.
0: Oh, thanks, yeah. It's called The Green Profits Podcast. And um, yeah, I love um, talking to people in business about um, what they've done to achieve Um, sustainability in their business and and you know it's all sustainable it's all profitable um i I love it so yeah have a listen i interview uh, glenn eels from environicom who's one of our cleantech members he talks about the circular economy and um if if you listen to that podcast episode we record it up on on the sunshine coast on the in the studio Uh, Pot of dolphins just happened to swim by as we're we're sitting there recording. So, <laughs> you know how good is it? We're on the Sunshine Coast, but yeah, we're so we're pretty lucky. We? We're pretty lucky. lucky. But um, you know, I um, interviewed Roz White from White's IGA, the fabulous Roz, and um,
1: she talked. To- We've had Roz in the yes. crafting a circular economy yes. conversation. She's a- planning to create uh, the world's first nude supermarket. Really? Yeah. Well, yeah. the sunset goes first. <laughs> yeah, apparently, I got it wrong. But pants aren't optional. You still have to kit up. But I mean, getting rid of all the waste that supermarkets have. And, yeah. Oh, you know, uh, new, new too. Yeah, yeah. but Beringa has got. I've always wondered why the big supermarkets don't do this. You open like, the fridges fridge doors to get into things, which means yeah. you're keeping the cold in and.
0: It's perfect. It makes perfect sense, and and that's what we talk about on the podcast. And it's geothermal. It get the it goes under the ground, and it, and the, the heat's used back to you know it's it's so cost effective um, that she's rolled them out in all of her stores. I mean, it's fabulous.
1: Sustainable innovation.
0: Absolutely, on the Sunshine Coast. Yeah. <laughs> and,
1: and apprenticeships. Did you mention apprenticeship to me? Well,
0: earlier? talking about the the battery. I mean. Um, Renewable energy jobs uh, the way of the future. There's 11.5 billion renewable energy jobs, million. Sorry, um, of those, there's a, a half a million have been created last year. Right. So, what I would love to see is, um, is uh, if you're just about to leave school, get onto an electrical uh, apprenticeship. You know, there's there's. Um, jobs of the future. We're talking about, you know, if you're interested in trades, do that. But what I'd really love to s- is to see girls taking on an electrical apprenticeship. That would be, that'd be awesome. And we I need
1: to... more female sparkies.
0: Absolutely. I want to see more female sparkies. And the, and the jobs will be there for sure.
1: Yeah. Excellent. Well, we've loved having you on the couch with us tonight for Crafting a Thank Circular you. Economy. Jacqueline, great. Thank pl- closing you. comments, how do people get a hold of you, just to remind them? We'll put up some links and all that kind of thing. Sure.
2: De- definitely on LinkedIn or go to the com. And you can connect with all the female sparkies, (laughs) (laughs) the innovators. Um, So we're there to to help individuals, um, small businesses, right through to large organisations and we operate globally. And globally, which means global, local and virtual. I love it.
1: Globally. Globally. It's not just a mispronunciation.
2: (laughs) It's something that Trump
1: would normally say. You know, he mispronounces (laughs) words a fair bit. Let's not go down that path, though. Um, But it's been so amazing having you guys on the couch with us. We need to announce the winner of our two tickets uh, to the Sarah Wilson event, which is coming up November 12. Just Google it. Uh, Sarah Wilson, November 12, Sunshine Coast, and get some tickets. But uh, Jeremy Atkins, Atco, congratulations, mate. Thanks for getting involved tonight as well. And thank you to everyone for your company. We did touch on Cameron's Aspire uh, online marketplace Mm. um, a little bit earlier, so please continue to support because that as both of you ladies know, mm-hmm. is something just incredible. And Cameron's quite a dreamy man. <laughs> and he's in Melbourne and he's surviving. So we've really appreciated <laughs> him coming on board too. Uh, there's a great webinar as well next week, supported by the EcoBiz team at CCIQ. But again, online we have all those details. And uh, keep an eye out on the Crafting a Circular Economy Facebook page. We're back again next month. We're yet to announce the, uh, the actual place. I did suggest last time the top of Mount Coolum. It'll, it'll still be fairly light. Why not? Maybe the back of a fishing trawler or maybe back to a brewery near you. But either way, keep the conversation going. Continue to craft the circular economy. Uh, small golf clap for our guests tonight as well, for Meg and also for Jackie. Thanks so much, guys. We really appreciate it. Thanks to the Sunshine Coast Council and to Sharon for putting all this together. And uh, Carlos, as always, you're very dreamy. He's the guy behind the camera and does all that stuff. But uh, yes, everybody, enjoy. Thanks for uh, for being with us as we continue the conversation for Crafting a Circular Economy. Stay legendary.
0: I enjoyed that conversation about the circular economy and hope you got some good value out of that. Thank you to all involved in the production. And uh, if you're wanting some more information, I have a sustainable business ready guide available on my website. So that's at megan.com.au slash resources. So download it, have a look and see what you can do uh, for the circular economy. It really is uh, something that you can do, that uh, you can do every day and every little thing, every little step actually matters. Thanks for listening and bye for now.